Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the 815 Sports Podcast. I am your host, per usual, Brandon Amen, joining live today with my usual co-host, Nate Harris. Nate, how you doing? Good. How you doing, bud? Good, good. Doing well. Uh, I guess we'll start. We'll start with a recap of the pickums. Um, I just got done doing the numbers and crunching those down from last week. Um, we'll start with with Derek, who had a great pickum week. Um, unfortunately, he's at has some work obligations uh, tonight, so he's unable to join us live here tonight. But um, wanted to wanted to shout him out a little bit. He went twelve in two for week seven pickum. Uh, the only two games he got wrong were. I would say probably the two biggest upsets of the weekend, uh, the Packers getting upset by the commanders and the Bucks obviously getting destroyed um, by the Panthers, which all three of us, um, Nate and I and Derek all picked the Bucks and Packers to win that game. So um, nonetheless, we got both of those wrong, but just wanted to start off in, in saying shout out to Derek for going 12 and two. Um, I happen to go nine and five. Uh, so not a bad week for myself. And uh, Nate finished 500, uh, went seven and seven. Um, got a nice, not pick. ideal, yeah, not ideal, but got a nice Bears win to uh, close out the week there. Yeah, big game, big game yesterday. So, uh, pretty happy about that. You want to start with that game for our, our recap of week seven or Bears by 100, baby? Let's go, let's get on <laughs> with it. <laughs> no, I, um, uh, I, I, I was very, 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 very. Very impressed with even even though the weather conditions were. I just is it me or does it seem like that the Bears always play better in crappy and shitty weather conditions? Is it? It just yeah, seems like that's the thing. You, you know, it's 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 just the Bear culture. You know, I I think it's just it's just because because we're the Chicago Bears. I don't know. That's the vibe that I get from it. But I mean, just going based off of, I mean. We had a couple good games last year with really bad weather, and just from just from this season on, week one against the Forty ers that was that was a slipping slide, and that was that was a pretty exciting game to watch, and we came out with the win. So, bear culture, baby. <laughs> no, absolutely. I I I just I noticed that last night, and my mom actually texted me, and she goes, "Is something wrong with my TV, or is the game?" foggy and i said no that's just how it is there in in boston right now i said i said it's um it's it's super foggy it's it's wet it's rainy um it just it wasn't good weather and and i honestly thought that the bears played a great game on both sides of the ball um i was a little concerned when zappy came in for mac jones which um nate and i will get into that a little bit later on the episode here maybe in a few minutes, but um, nonetheless, the Bears, they were concerning there for a second when Zappi came in. Um, Bears had a lead. They kind of blow the lead a little bit, and you're like, oh, okay, here we go, same old storybook. And from there on out, it was, you know, Coach uh, Eberflus was just like, hey, well, we're shutting it down. Um, and they were able to just keep putting on some field goals on the board and then a couple touchdowns later on, and, um, it was so, just overall a solid performance from the Bears. Half point dogs last night, and I think people expected them to get absolutely blown out, um, especially with Mac Jones' return. But you 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 can kind of see the development of Justin Fields, um, kind of happening, 
you know, a little bit before our eyes here. Like he's again, a new GM, a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator in only his second year in the league. And I know that he's not throwing the ball enough. And I, we, we kind of talked about this last week a little bit when Derek was on and Nate and Derek kind of gave their spiel about the bears, but you guys both hit it on the head last week and said they need to get him outside of the pocket. And Nate, you had, you've been saying this for the whole season, but getting him like getting him outside the pocket on those bootlegs and on those scrambles and either letting him run with the ball, which he told, I guess, I guess there are some reports or sources from inside the building saying that he said that he wanted to run the ball more on those type of plays and let his legs play make and kind of do those things. And I mean, you could you could totally tell in the first half he was like, "I'm taking this game over with my arm and my legs." But um, those are just observations I saw, and I think if they keep doing that, they're going to have um, some great success down the road here. I still like their schedule going forward um, for until they kind of hit um, the back end of the season there, where they play the Eagles and the Bills and the Vikings. Um, in three out of four weeks to finish up the season, but yeah, those all are going to result in a sad L. <laughs> there, there's just I, I, I see no. I mean, how I could, I could see the Bears coming out on top against the Vikings, but is it likely? No, could it happen? Yes, but the the other games absolutely zero. You you could pay me a million bucks for all I care that Bears ain't, Bears ain't beating the Bills. No, I I want to ask you a question. I, I was. Speaks like talking on the Bears a little bit more. As far as uh, they're still a young team, they're still a developing team. Um, but they've been in close games this year for the most part, besides the Pat game at Lambeau to open the game. Uh, there are other three losses with the Giants, who are surprisingly good. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, the Vikings are five and one, and the Commanders aren't really good, but they had a chance to win that game, but they just didn't execute well. But what do you think about this team and how they drafted this year? I guess kind of going back a little bit and some of their draft picks, um, you know, like Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, Braxton Jones, um, Dom Robinson. Um, we've seen a couple of carries from Tristan Ebner from Baylor. Brisker is um, going to be a dog. He's going to be a dog. Yeah, yeah. For, you know, first year already. He, I mean, he's been pretty exciting. He's he's made some, you know, rookie mistakes, which every every player has. But mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, he's been. I I give him a a grade of a B and above. Um, and you know, he's 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 only going to improve over time. I do like what I'm seeing from Gordon. Um, you know, same thing. He he makes some stupid mistakes, but I mean that. I mean that's going to come with everybody, and. Like and you know both those guys are real young, so I mean they're they're just gonna learn and improve as time goes on. Shouldn't be worried about it honestly because we're not a playoff team, not a Super Bowl team. We're you know we're it's it's been a long process of the rebuild, and you know I think with this rebuild we're, we're we'll be going somewhere. I, I wouldn't say Super Bowl territory, but I mean playoff team for sure in you know maybe like four years or something just depends on what we do in the off season and stuff but mm-hmm. um you know and you know with with the draft you know we we got our necessary picks that are gonna help that are gonna help help compete have this team compete and the others you know kind of like what our receiving core is i mean we just got a bunch of 
we got like a pack of six for three ninety nine at a gas station or something. <laughs> but like th- that part frustrating, but long term, I agree with it. Right. We're, like the team's in no shape or form of being above five hundred playoff team. So why why are we gonna you know make a push to get you know a three star four star receiver that might be here two 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 out of three years mm-hmm. so um so i do i do like what i'm seeing from our uh from from our younger from our younger guys except for a few wide receivers we uh i touched on that uh last week so we don't need to go over that uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah no i uh and he dropped another um was it Pettis or I think it might have been Jones on a punt return dropped the ball again. It's like the third time this year. Oh jeez, it's so brutal, man. <laughs> I uh, no, I agree definitely with with everything that you're saying there, and I, I think I think for Bears fans in general, uh, and I, I said this last year a couple times too to some of my other coworkers and colleagues that are uh, Bears fans back home and stuff, and it was just. Um, it seems that the direction of the, the directional path past the Nagy era is going in the right direction, right? You want to get back to that. Um, Nate, remind me what year that was the, the double doink year, 2018, uh, 19, 2019 year. And you want to get back to that. You want to get back to that era, that 12 and four team winning the North beating green Bay out. Like, you know, just being, being on top of the North, in control of the division. That's how you want to be because you can see it now. Aaron Rodgers is coming down on the on the back end of uh, of his career now. His, his, the Packers are on a little bit of a slide here. It's a little overwhelming for everyone up in Green Bay, and Minnesota is kind of just like, oh, we're just going to run away with the division. The Lions are the same trust. old Lions, you know, the same old Lions as uh, Evan Fox has been saying on the Pat McAfee show. Um, thought they started off the year right with a little bit of hard knocks and. Uh, from there, they've just absolutely tumbled downhill. But, um, yeah, it, it's really Minnesota's division right now, and it's a bearish chance for them to finish second, really. It really is for a chance for them to finish second. And with the way that the we'll get into this later and a new uh, segment we're going to bring up today in pretender versus, pretender versus contender, um, we're going to go over that a little bit this year or this episode. But um, nonetheless – Bears uh, have a chance to be a playoff contender if they keep moving in the right direction here uh, with, with the NFL shaping up the season. But um, no, I was, I was happy for them to get a win last night. I, I like when I, I like when a big underdog wins kind of like how the Panthers did against the Bucks this weekend. And um, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I, I first want to, before we get off this game, I want to touch on the uh, Mac Jones coming back Verse um, the Bailey Zappi era, who's been winning. Um, you you see Mac Jones start the game. Conditions are a little bit rough. He throws a pick, and Belichick immediately was like, "Hey, Bailey, get in the game. You're taking over." We see Bailey come in and absolutely stun the first drive. Fans are chanting his name, and uh, you can kind of tell that Mac Jones is. Um, uh, it, it stings a little bit. It's definitely a stinger when you get pulled and. You're not, it doesn't feel like you're the guy anymore. And, um, 
it was just a brutal situation for him. And Zappi ended up finishing out the game, but um, led them to two touchdown drives um, before half and then kind of sputtered um, at that second half there. But um, I'm just, what are your thoughts, Nate, on that quarterback controversy? Who should be starting? Um, and what do you think should be, you know, done? So I, between the two, I, I think uh, Zappi has a little bit more pep pep to him he's a little bit more exciting um to watch but i i see a, a little bit i see a lot of drew lock in him i don't i don't think that uh zappy is gonna you know be a starting court quarterback for this team for five years or three years I, I feel like he's gonna be kind of bouncing around that's the type of player that i i i see him as um in the in the near future i mean obviously good enough to you know, stick on a team being like, you know, kind of like how he has been to QB too. Mm-hmm. But long-term wise, I, I like Mac Jones a lot better. Um, but for, uh, let me ask you this. Let's say Zappy won the, uh, the starting job and the Patriots were to trade Mac Jones. What team do you think would benefit having Mac Jones on their team. I got one team in my head in particular, but I want to see what you have. Oh man, that's a good question. Um, well, so one team that would benefit. So the trade deadlines next Tuesday, um, they would have to determine that by now. And uh, hopefully by next Tuesday, when the, when the deadline comes, we'll have some reactions and stuff when we record the episode um, that we can kind of talk about then. But if there's one team in mind for Mac Jones to go to right now, um, I'm just trying to think real quick off the top of my head where he would fit that I like. Because there's teams that need quarterbacks, right? Um, yeah, that would that would be like best fit for him. Right. Um. God, I don't know. I have a couple here off the top of my head. Uh, I have a couple. I have a couple. A couple that I – You want me to say say what mine is? Yeah, go ahead and you say yours first. I would say the Colts. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, like I would say the Colts um, just because I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of Matt Ryan um, in the older uh, stage of his football career. Um, and if you haven't heard already for this week's, he – is being benched for the season. Oh, just yeah. all for the whole season. I thought that's this week. Well, it, uh, we'll see how it will cut. You have to kind of see how I, he plays out first. I, I don't think he's going to be shut down completely, but um, yeah, I, 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 I would like if Mac Jones were to be traded, I think uh, the Colts would be the best spot. Yeah, I think I think that's a valuable option, and obviously with news of Matt Ryan. So to kind of go back and, and just hit that on the head, if you haven't heard of it, um, it's it, it was kind of confusing when they released the information. First of all, it was, "Hey, Matt Ryan, you're getting benched for Sam Ellinger, and Ellinger is going to start for Week Eight. Okay, now and then it came out, and then it was. Oh, Matt Ryan has a grade two shoulder sprain. We're going to shut him down for a few weeks, let him heal, and then come back in. 
Okay, I could I, I could definitely see that happening. Then I heard again on the when I was watching the Pat McAfee show, they were uh, interviewing Ian Rappish Ian Rappaport. Um, sounds like that uh, Sam Ellinger is going to be starting for the whole season, according to the rap sheet. So I, I don't know. I, I think they're just done with him. And then I go and I look and I'm like, Matt Ryan's third in passing yards. Yes, the turnovers have been bad, but they're three, three and one. Like there's still a lot of football left to be. Yeah, it's not like they're one in five. Or no, something. no, 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 not at all. And it's like, uh, at what? That was the point that was kind of confusing to me. It was like they're a 500 team. They're still could be in the playoff hunt if they were to turn things around and maybe give Jonathan Taylor the ball a little bit more and and kind of simplify things. But you're going to turn to a an unproven second year guy out of Texas who hasn't started an NFL game. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I guess right. I understand going younger and making the point back and being like, okay, maybe Sam Ellinger, maybe they see Sam Ellinger is, is the guy. Maybe they think he's the next, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Franchise quarterback. Or, you know, they could switch him in, in and out kind of like what I can't believe I'm saying this, but for, you know, how like the bears did last year, three switching three QBs on and off again was way too much, but just to, Last year was kind of more of like an intro for Justin Fields. They, oh, right. they didn't start him the entire year. They brought him in. Hey, I want you to play this game. I want you to play this quarter. You know, they could, the Colts could potentially do that. Um, the Titans have done that with Tannehill and Willis. So, it, you know, it's, I mean, it kind of sucks. You kind of have to test out those things during season, but. It's sometimes it's an, uh, necess- a necess- necessity. <laughs> Got a new one for cinnamon. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I, I'm very I was very shocked by that decision. Um, but no, you're right. I, I definitely if Mac Jones were to be uh, traded, I could definitely see him going to the Colts. That would that would be a great spot for him to go. I think as well. My other spot that I liked for him was the Saints. Um, oh, yeah. That's good. I liked that. Um, I, I know there's like there's some guys there, but you 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 look at the quarterback comparison between Mac Jones, Andy Dalton, and Jameis Winston, and in my I'm eyes, I'm, I'm giving, I'm getting, I'm going with Mac Jones because of the youngness, because of the development. Um, I would I would compare Mac Jones to an Andy Dalton or a Jameis Winston in my eyes. Like I just see them like being very 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 comparable. So maybe those two guys could make Mac Jones better. And the Saints are like a quarterback and health. Uh, sorry, a a quarterback and a healthy roster. Two things off of being a good team. You know what I mean? Like that that receiving they have the has right been, weapons. Exactly that that that. Besides that, that room has been banged up um, the entire season. Michael Thomas started so good. He's just been hurt again, which just blows. Uh, Jarvis Landry has been hurt. Chris Olave had a concussion. He missed a game, although he came back and was great against the Cardinals. Um, it, it's that They have the talent. They have the weapons. It's just their old line's a little banged up, too. Um, just getting the weapons right for the Saints is... is or getting the health threat, I guess, is the main thing, and then finding who their quarterback is going to be is is the next thing. But um, 
yeah, so that's that's the end of that discussion. Um, <laughs> um, okay, any other uh, games that you wanted to uh, chat about from week seven? I, I wouldn't say there was really any super, um, you know, like there, there were some games like Bengals blew out the Falcons, Cowboys blew out the Lions, uh, Titans just kind of dominated the Colts without an offensive touchdown. Um, I guess we could talk about the two. Who do you think's worse? Uh, let's, let's go to this question. I got, I got, I got a question for you. And I think this is going to be a common question and maybe even a question that'll lead into your Thursday night football pick who, what, what team do you think is in a worse situation for making the playoffs, the Packers or the Bucks? Oh man! Like, I mean, even like if either one of those teams don't make the playoffs, that that's like bad on them. I mean, it's I feel like it would be a lot worse on the Bucks just because they're such a stacked team and they're just not performing. Mm-hmm. But um, I would I I would go with the Bucks. Yeah, um, they have a little bit more of a harder. Uh, division than the uh than the nfc because mm-hmm. i mean really what do the packers have to worry about vikings like, probably that's yeah it. That's it. they're not gonna they're not gonna shed shed a sweat uh a sweat over the lions or the bears um so but yeah the i yeah i, I would go with the box yeah i it, I, I think i would go with the bucks too um, in that situation, and if you if you take a look at the Bucks schedule through the next couple of weeks here, you got you're versing the Ravens on a short week this week after getting blown out in Carolina, um, and then you have a long ten days to get ready for the Rams at home. That's going to be a tough matchup. Um, then the next week you're going across the pond to London against the Seahawks, who have been great on offense and honestly pretty solid on defense as well. Um, so you have three, I would say tough matchups in a row. Then you play the Browns and the saints. Okay. Those are probably winnable games, right? Then you go to the 49ers now. And by then Christian McCaffrey is going to be, you know, with, I mean, within a couple of weeks, he'll be the guy, um, and he'll learn the playbook and stuff like that. But that's in December, right? You're going at the 49ers, then you're home against the Bengals, And then on, what is this Christmas? You're going to Arizona to play the Cardinals with Hopkins and Hollywood back. I mean, that could be a dangerous offense by then. And James Conner healthy, hopefully. I mean, but you never know with the Cardinals. Uh, I just say that because I'm optimistic. But nonetheless, like the 49ers and Bengals are two hard matchups there for sure. So they, they do have tough matchups over the next, you know, couple months kind of finishing out the season here. As opposed to, like you said, the Packers, their division scheduled with the Bears and the Lions again. Um, Minnesota is obviously good, but you know they should be able to beat the Bears and the Lions, and I think they have an easier schedule as well. Um, but there, there's much more riding on Tom Brady. There's much more drama around Tom Brady. Um, it, this dude has been throwing the ball 50 times two weeks in a row. And they are unable to put points on the board. When do you take it to consideration that the offense is 
is just not working. Like there's it's and it's specifically the red zone offense is what I've noticed. They can drive, drive, drive down the field as much as they want. And then they get to the, within the 30 to 25 yard line. And they just, they just don't, they just don't put up points. Like if you look at their season totals and points, 19 against Dallas, uh, Dak got hurt that game. 20 against the Saints. 12 against the Packers. 31 against the Chiefs. Still a loss. 21 against the Falcons. They almost blew a three-touchdown lead. 18 against the Steelers. Should have won that game. Three against the Panthers. Should have won that game. It's not great. They're not scoring the football. And Tom is still taking hits and throwing the ball 50 times a game. It's just... They need to... I was looking at some like fantasy stats, and I'm I ha- I have Leonard Fournette and two of and two yeah two two of my leagues, and I'm look and I'm looking at his touches. They're under ten. Like last week, he he touched he rushed the ball seven times. Like that's that's not enough at all. Mm-hmm. You're throwing the ball fifty times, but then you're only gonna ha- hand off the ball to your. RB won seven times. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's not enough. And as as stacked as stacked as that team is, you got to hand that. You got to give Fournette the ball. He's a he's a huge piece of that offense. Yeah, and I, I feel like a, a couple times too, like in just some games, and especially last game, and even the Steelers game. There's just games where Fournette is is very 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 good, and you're like, okay, this is why he's one of the you know top. I, he's a top twelve fantasy back, I would say in most cases, maybe top ten, probably top ten, top yeah. ten in most cases, because he is able to not only run the ball but catch the ball. He didn't catch the he really didn't catch the ball last week as far as I'm concerned. And, and that's just something that's a part of his game. And at that point, it's like, you need to be able to get Leonard in open space. So he's able to make guys miss and get up the sideline and, you know, do what he has to do to get down the field. But you're right. They have to be able to have a, um, a rushing attack. And I, I don't know if it's because of the injuries on the offensive line that they're not able to, to have that rushing attack. Like the guys who are on the line are just, not good enough. And you've seen Brady um, in a couple clips kind of blow up on his offensive line a little bit this season. But um, nonetheless, you have, I mean, you have to get the running, the rushing game going and th- that offensive line needs to do better Fournette needs to do better. Um, and just figuring out how to get that ball rolling. Cause you're right. You cannot hand the ball off to your running back seven times and have Brady throw it 50 times at 45 years old. It's just, it's not, it's and not the, winning football. The Colts did that. Uh, I, I believe it was la- not this past week, but last week, they they handed uh, Jonathan Taylor the ball off less than ten times, and they lost. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you not feeding him the ball? Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I wish we could answer that question. <laughs> I really wish we could answer that question. I mean, we have so many questions to ask, and you know, you see these tendencies in the way that the quarterback is. And the way that these uh, – not the quarterback, sorry. The the, co- the offensive coordinators and the coaches are calling these plays and running these plays. And, and there's times where you're watching your own your own team's game and you're like, you can even see the tendencies from a fan and, and being like, what the fuck are we doing? You know, like it's just 
simple simple stuff like that and you're like do these coaches just not see it or they just stick to the game plan and maybe just want to say hey this team might suck against the against the pass to uh vertical threat receiver so let's just keep throwing it because eventually we'll get lucky or i don't know i i really have no idea um but that's uh that's just that's just football i guess that that really is just football let's um Let's get off of the the week seven recap uh, and talk a little bit about our new segment and kind of go into the pretenders versus contenders. Um, I, I, I I came up, Derek and I have been talking and if, if people are listening to this podcast and you have any suggestions and uh, segments that you want to hear or ideas for us to kind of chat about, and you kind of want to hear our opinions about that, please let me know or let Nate know. Um, I'd love to kind of bring those up and, and talk about that. Um, I forgot a couple weeks ago. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember if it was this week or, or what I got tweeted a question. Uh, it was like, who should I start? And this and that and I was, I, was, I got mad. I think it was the episode that you were sick, Nate. Um, somebody um, was that the one with uh, Joey? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that there was a, there was one with when uh, Joey came on. Um, maybe it might have been that or the week after. It was the one where I did it by myself, and you guys, you were sick, and Derek was working. Um, oh, okay. None, nonetheless, so not that big of a deal. But um, no, there was a question that I had, and it was like, you know, I have these guys on buys this week. Who sh- who do you think I should start? Um, so I gave my opinion and I answered the question, but. Um, no, those are just things like that is like what we, what we like to see, um, and, and hear, but, um, I'm definitely excited to get into, um, this one here as we talk about the, uh, pretenders contenders, and I'm going to talk more. So the teams who are around, um, like the 500 mark, obviously, and we'll talk about like the playoff teams. So, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk, here, here's how we'll break it down. Contender Nate is going to be, um, contender is going to be contender for the Super Bowl. Okay, so we're basing this off of the chance for the team to get to the Super Bowl. So I have here the standings pulled up so far for each division, and through the top, uh, oh god, what would be seven teams get to the playoffs, right? Yeah, seven teams from each division, so 14 total. Yep. So the top seven teams from each division right now who are slated to be um, in the playoffs. So we'll start with the AFC. Uh, your number one overall seed right now, if the playoffs were to start halfway through the season, um, which will be this weekend, would be the Buffalo Bills at 5-1. and one. Pretender or contender? Buffalo Bills. You go first. Super Bowl contender. I'm riding Bills all the way. Okay. Um, any reason why, or are you just just great team, or just, I mean, to I mean, I could talk about them, but just to keep it short, I mean, they're just the better. They're just a really good <laughs> <laughs> keep I it. Guess. Yeah, I'll just I'll I'll just keep it short. Just say they're yeah. Okay. I uh, I also think the Bills are a complete team. Um, there's a couple missing holes in that team, but I would label them as a contender um, as of right now. 
that if you were to talk about their missing pieces, which I will just briefly, um, are places that I think they could get better, especially by the trade deadline coming up. And I think that's a huge piece of the season. Um, we're going to touch on that next week. Once that recaps, we'll probably try to go, excuse me, we'll try to go live and record on Tuesday night. Um, I think the deadline ends sometime around uh, the end of the workday, like four or five um, central or Eastern time. So, um, but if, if the bills were to add on a piece, I think a corner uh, would be huge. We're still waiting for Tredavious white to get healthy. Um, some of those rookie cornerbacks, Christian ben- Benford and, and Kyra Lam um, have been huge and stepping up the season for him. But once Tredavious white comes back, uh, maybe another veteran corner, um, could be a huge presence. I know the Dolphins have just worked out Malcolm Butler um, earlier today. Not sure why. Um, he's kind of retired and unretired and retired. He's kind of wishy-washy. So great player, was a great player, but um, nonetheless, could be an option. Um, next team, five and two currently. Uh, your Kansas City Chiefs, contender or pretender? Contender. They're the Chiefs. They're contenders. Okay. I, uh, I'm i also with you uh, with the Chiefs as a contender. Um, their offense and Mahomes, he just, it seems like you just, you can't not back that up. Um, team, this one is a little tricky for me. The third seed right now in the AFC, and this is where the NFL this year starts to kind of get um, these next few teams, this is where the NFL starts to kind of separate itself. Um, Tennessee Titans four and two. Uh, they just beat the Colts. They are the third seed in the AFC right now. Contender or pretender? Who do you got? Or what do you got for me? Pretender. Okay. They're not it. <laughs> they're, not <laughs> it. they're 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 one of those teams where their record does not define their their team, just like the New York Giants. You said before they're the worst in six and one or what five. Five and one team. Uh, six and one. Huh? Yeah. Six. Uh, six and one. Yeah. 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 So pretender for the Titans. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, as far as playoff aspirations, I think the Titans are a team that could. You could kind of see it last year where they're the seventh seed, and they play someone tough right away. Um, I, I could see the Titans making the playoffs. Um, a lot of people thought that the Colts were going to come out of that division. And, and let's just be honest, that might be one of the worst or the worst division in football. Um, he, I know the Titans are four and two and the Colts are three and three, but the Jags are two and five. Um, thought they were going to be something. The Texans are one, four and one. It's just, no, no, thanks. Um, with you, I'm going to go pretender as well. Not a Tannehill guy. Yes, you have Derrick Henry, and if you're able to stop Derrick Henry, it's over. The defense is not astounding. Okay, it's it's definitely beatable. They allow they're like 29th or 30th ranked in the NFL for passing yards. It's, um, I mean, come on, I'm on the pretender side there. Um, next team, Baltimore Ravens, four and three. Pretender or contender? They're a contender. They're not a uh, Super Bowl contender, but they're they'll they'll make the playoffs for sure. Um, yeah, they're just gonna have another season where they took in the playoffs. Uh, they're 
they're a good enough team to be in the playoffs, but they'll they'll lose. Okay. Either in the first round or in the second round, whether you have it or not. Okay. I'm opposite of you, actually. Um, I've kind of talked a little bit about my uh, a little bit about my hate for not my hate. It's just my dislike of Lamar Jackson. I've talked about it numerous times. I just I'm not high on Lamar Jackson. I know he's won an MVP and he's a winning quarterback in Baltimore. I'm just I'm not sold on the defense. I'm not sold on the wide receiver core. And I'm not sold on this team that loves the fucking blow leads in the fourth quarter. Like nobody's out. They should they they literally should be seven and zero. They are four and three because they can't close a football game out. And that is going to kill them. And that's why they're not a contender because it's a hurt and unhealthy, undisciplined defense. And they lost uh, Wink Martindale, who was a D coordinator there. And it, it's just, it's blown up in their face. I, I just, I, it's no right. It's not slander towards the Ravens. I just don't think they're as good as they should be. But Lamar. Lamar does keep them in games. And Mark Andrews is really fucking good too. So I don't know. They're a playoff team. I'll give it to them, but they're not going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon. No. Um, Next team. I preached on this team last week. The New York Jets are five and two and have yet again won another freaking game. Um, Pretender or contender? Pretender. Oh boy. <laughs> no, yes, I. They ha- yes, they have a good record. But they're, they're, they're not it, man. Oh god, I want to be it on this Jets team so bad. I really do. I there are things. Okay, let, let me. I don't. I'm let, not. Let, I, let, me, let me put it this way: if. Uh, if the Jets were to play the 49ers, right? Oh, jeez. What, what are the 49ers' record? Um, they are four and three. Three and four. Sorry, three and four. Three and four. The 49ers would beat the Jets by 20. <laughs> I don't know. That defense is really, really, really good. The problem – okay, here's – I'm going to agree with you. They're contenders, and I know I had a Jets – Fast week last week, you know, I was going crazy about the Jets. Okay, I love you, man. I do, but I <laughs> they are con- they are pretenders. Okay, and and the reason why is because I'm not sold on Milf Banger Zach Wilson yet. Okay, Brees Hall, who we haven't even mentioned in this podcast yet, but I'm sure everyone around the world has heard now that he has torn his ACL. Uh, he's out for the season. Unfortunately, um, Nate, I don't know if you want to jump in and say something about fantasy implications there, but um, if you're going to do it, do it now. Yeah, um, for fantasy purposes, um, you know, you still have Michael Carter, but you got James Robinson. So, uh, honestly, for fantasy purposes, um, James Robinson owners and Tiernan owners should be happy. Um, those two won't be doing split carries or 70, 30, 60, 40. 
anymore. Um, they're gonna. My mom's doing something weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they're 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 not gonna be doing any any more of the split carries. Um, I I would still stick stick and hold on to Michael Carter. Um, he's I I wouldn't start him, but I would definitely leave him on your bench for right now and just kind of see how it plays out. Um, you don't you don't know what that what kind of role they're both of those guys are going to have on the Jets. Mm-hmm. No, that's absolutely true, and I, I I'm curious to see what happens um, between Michael Carter and James Robinson. Um, Michael Carter is still going to get the. Uh, uh, Passing, passing game for the running back purposes. James Robinson's not really known as a pass catching back. He's more of like a two down, uh, two down kind of back. So I can see Carter being the third down back, um, third and long kind of kind of guy out there. So I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Um, I think Michael Carter is a good stash play. Um, maybe he beats out James Robinson. I, I doubt it, but I, I would like I could see Carter getting an increase in volume. Um, kind of back to the beginning of the season, how, like he had with Brees Hall, um, before James Robinson becomes impl- implicated and, and known with the offense. Kind of a similar situation with Jeff Wilson and, and Christian McCaffrey as of now, but you get later down the season, who are you going to rely on? I'm obviously taking Christian McCaffrey over Jeff Wilson. I'm also taking James Robinson over Michael Carter. Those are just two obvious uh, situations that you're going to take. But with these new guys, then you kind of have to be careful in fantasy and and see who's going to get the most targets, who's going to get the most touches. Um, because at the end of the day, fantasy is a uh, touches game. Um, okay, so going forward, you're um, going back. Jets from both of us are both pretenders. Um, they're just not a complete team yet to be contending for a Super Bowl. The next team um, who got their quarterback back um, is the Miami Dolphins. They are four and three uh, pretender or contender for the Dolphins. Um, they're 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 a contender. Um, they're I mean, they're also not a complete team. They'll 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 make it in the playoffs, but they're they they won't see the Super Bowl in the next couple of years. Um. I, I just I just feel like they have the right players. It's just Tua. He's a good quarterback, but he, there's just a lot of room for him to fill and to learn from the game. So that's why they're they're good enough to to make the playoffs, but to compete in a Super Bowl, no. Okay. Um, I would agree with you, and I think I'm going to agree with you that. They could be a playoff contender for sure. And I definitely, it definitely kind of pans out to see what the rest of the division is going to be like. Obviously you have Buffalo who's at the top um, and they need to go to Buffalo still and play them, um, which is going to be a very, very hard game. Um, the Jets are, are, are have a better record than the Dolphins this year so far. Um, they do have to play the Jets again. Um, they're going to have to play New England so there's some that division is hard. That division is very hard. Um, if they can somehow make it out of there into a wild card spot, I, I don't see them contending for a Super Bowl. I do could see them contending for a wild card spot. Um, as far as a Super Bowl contender, no, I'm with Nate. 
Um, but I think things are going to go up from here as long as Tua stays healthy and doesn't get a concussion again. Um, and then the last team, which I am, I, I'm be honest, I'm out on this team, um, is the Los Angeles Chargers at four and three in the seventh spot right now. Yeah, like I, they're they're a good team. They have play, they got they got pieces to that team, but they're they're just playing like shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> like just like Justin Herbert, like he hasn't done anything, nothing compared to what he's done the past couple of years. I'm not going to put anything past him. I still think he's a great quarterback, and he can throw 300 yards, two plus two touchdowns consistently. But um, yeah, I, I I think maybe a wild card spot, but nothing nothing more than that. Yeah, absolutely. I I yeah, I think you kind of said it perfectly, which is the funniest way that you said it. But the Chargers are playing like shit, and that's just how it is. I don't know if it's the coaching with with Staley um, at the helm or, or what they're deciding to do there. But I, there's injuries and there's uh, – which let's actually break down their injuries real quick because there are some notable ones. Keenan Allen is still battling um, that hamstring injury. He's questionable to go this weekend. I'm sorry, after this weekend because they're going to buy this week, the right? The fact that he has to take six weeks to heal a hamstring and Brian Robinson – Got shot twice. Came back before before Keenan Allen. How does that make any sense? Yeah, you would think it would be like a hamstring tear at that point, right? It is what you would think it would be. But if he's just nursing like a strained or a sprained hamstring, is he really nursing it? Is there a, is there a bigger problem? Like what what other questions are there besides him being like, hey, Brian Robinson just got shot twice in the thigh, came back after four weeks, healed, and he's ready to go, and you're you're still nursing a hamstring. I know hamstrings are a little bit longer because those injuries do take more time to heal if they're not fully like a full torn thing, um, which does stink. So maybe that's the case. Um, I know he was, I know he was limited last week, like you had said earlier, but um, nonetheless, that that is definitely a concern for any fantasy owners for the rest of the season, as well as um, fantasy owners for Mike Williams, like myself, um, brutal to see him go down. I know he's been kind of up and down all season, but um, has been a bright spot for the Chargers receiving core uh, with Keenan Allen out. Um, good news is, is that this week uh, he is on a bye week, so that gives him more time to heal. Um, so you don't have to obviously play him this week, but um, uh, it still could be a huge loss if he does sit out that that following bye week game um, without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the field. I just don't see the Chargers being good. And then um, J.C. Jackson is out for the season as well, your number one corner uh, who you traded for. Um, he had a ruptured tendon um, in his leg, so that that is uh, – we'll be seeing. So that's <laughs> so, – yeah, that's brutal, uh, brutal losses. But none, I just – I agree with you. The Chargers are playing like shit. I would actually – the Chargers have the tie break over the Bengals, but I, I guess I see the Bengals being more, um, more of a contender than I do the Chargers. Oh yeah, I, I I agree with you on that one. Yeah, I just I think they're more. I know the offensive line is an issue, but they they made it last year. They were a wild card team that made it to the Super Bowl last year. 
Maybe again, you see it this year. I, I don't see the Bengals going back to the Super Bowl, but I do see him contending for a playoff spot. I definitely do. I think they're that good. Yeah. Okay. Um, <coughs> moving over to um, the NFC, I think we could agree that we both think that the Eagles are definitely contenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely a complete team on both sides of the ball for me. Um, that team is absolutely rolling. Um God, this is the most combodulated. This is what this is what Nate and I are talking about when we say the NFC is completely wide open. Okay, I'm just gonna we're gonna quickly go down this list here because uh, there are some teams here that I think we're all gonna agree upon, and we have no idea, right? <laughs> and there's a lot of 500 teams with the same record here, so we both agree Eagles are the one seed, six and zero, probably a contender. Vikings five and one, contender, pretender. Contender. I would as I would agree and say that they're a contender as well. But they're definitely going to choke in the playoffs this year, without, <laughs> question. without question. They'll they'll make the playoffs for sure this year, but they are definitely choking it bad. There's there's not going to be no Minnesota miracle this year. Oh jeez. Um, but no, I would agree that those those top two teams are definitely contenders. Um, I'm with Nate on that one. Here's where things start to get a little wishy washy. The third seed in the NFC playoff right now, if the playoffs were to start today, would be the Seattle Seahawks at four and three. Nobody saw that coming. Not Nobody. one person. Do you think the Seattle Seahawks are a pretender or contender? Pretender. Yeah, I'm with you. I I I don't know. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're just doing this for no fucking reason and that the Seattle Seahawks and everybody is so stupid in the NFL to realize that the Seattle Seahawks are good with Geno Smith. Maybe we're just too dumb to realize it. Or maybe that their offense line just is somehow revamped with the same guys from last year, even though they had Russell Wilson and they allowed the most sacks in the NFL. Or maybe that their defense was just giving up all these points. Another key factor for the Seahawks is a player that I just uh, remember that got hurt was DK. Oh, I, I remembered. I remembered a couple of players before we started, just right, be, right before we started with uh, DK. Um, good thing he doesn't have to get you know season-ending injury, but he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, and that can be, that can be pretty, pretty huge. <coughs> yeah, I. Uh, that, that's thank you for reminding me of that. That's huge, huge, huge um, injury for that Seattle offense um obviously they still have tyler lockett but i i honestly forgot about that i really did forget about that because i just traded him away in fantasy a few weeks ago um but i i definitely forgot about that so thank you for reminding me of that but uh nonetheless i i'm with nate both think they're pretenders uh the tampa bay bucks we had already kind of talked about um i'm i'm on the pretender um or yeah pretender um wagon for the bucks yeah, I'm. Um, uh, it, it's it's hard to say no, so I'm gonna go contender. The way that they're playing it, absolutely not. But I, at some point this season, it has to be pretty quick. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, they're gonna turn it around. Yeah, I mean, you just look at how bad that division is. Like the Bucks are in first at three and four, and they've been playing shitty football. Falcons three and four. Panthers two and five, Saints two and five. It's bad. It is bad. It's even worse than the NFC North, actually, which I thought was, or I'm sorry, not the NFC North, the uh, um, AFC South. Sorry. 
with a Colts division. Yeah. It's worse than that. Um, the next team, which okay, the next team, the New York Giants, six and one. Um, no. Nate is all over the no. I am all over the contender for playoffs, but not a Super Bowl. Here's do you want to go? Uh, you've already kind of spieled about the Giants. I yeah, we're. I think it's best if we just leave it at a flat no for, for a P. Okay. Um, I'll give my short reasoning as to why I think they could be a contender for the playoffs and just the playoffs. Um, reasoning wise, because I think they're very well coached. And I think that Dable is opening the offense into ways that are expanding Daniel Jones to kind of be different or expanding ways first. You've seen it with the Wildcat runs with Saquon and Brita. Um, huge loss. Another This is another injury loss from this week. Um, rookie tight end Daniel Bellinger is out for the season. Um, maybe not the playoffs if they do make it that far, but he's out for the season. Um, uh, with an, he got like not stabbed in the eye, but he got literally poked in the eye socket and he has to get like eye socket surgery. So besides his football career, I, I, I really hope he's going to be okay as far as not his, just his football career, but like in general, cause that is brutal, man. That is brutal. I, I could never imagine anything, having, anything with the eyes, man. Oof. Yeah. You never want to see that happen. So um, he will be out for the regular season. I, I saw a report of that today, but I, I just I like the way that this team is is going with Dable, and it's only Dable's first year. I know that they're not bringing back Daniel Jones as of now, um, but I, I think this is like the last hoorah for Jones to kind of prove himself that he can still be a starting quarterback in this league. So he's kind of playing with an extra sack on him, essentially, and just being like, "Hey, I'm a fucking dog, all right. So let me kind of do what I need to do." Um. Okay, so next team. The Dallas Cowboys back with Dak, pretender <clears throat> contender. Uh, I'm on the uh, pretender. Oh, thought you were going to go the other way. Oh, why? I was too because I feel I'm going. I'm going with pretender just because they've had. So, mm, I kind of want to take it back. I feel like they are gonna make like a wild card spot, but they're gonna lose lose um, in the playoffs or in the wild card spot. Regardless, definitely not a Super Bowl team. Um, I I actually you know what I, I'll make it official. I'll, I'll go contender, but I I don't have any high hopes any any high hopes for them. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I'm with you. I, I think this is a hard team to describe and it's a hard team to describe every single year that you and we could cover football. And it's about that point at the same time where you're like, Oh, Dallas is going to be so good and, and, and doing things and this and that. But at the same time, it's like, are they going to be good? Are they not going to be good? Are they going to make the playoffs? Are they going to the Super Bowl? Like, what are they going to be? What what are they going to be? Who are they going to be? They have no identity, ever. Ever they have an ever have an identity. 
besides, oh, we're America's team and we're this and we're that. It's like you need to you need to be able to push forward and you need to be able to go and make it and take it down farther into the playoffs and really prove that if we're going to be spending all this money on players and, and this and that, it just deliver a um, deliver a championship, I guess, because Jerry Jones talks so much out of his fucking ass all the time and then doesn't deliver. Or the players. Yeah, it's a good team, too. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at the receivers, you got CD, you got Michael Gallup, you got a really good uh, running back duo, Tony and Zeke. Dak's a good QB. They have a solid ass defense. I mean, I don't like that team should be a ten plus win team, but I I don't know. I don't see them going over ten wins. Yeah, it it's gonna be hard to see what they are down the road, but um. I guess all we could do is wait. They're at five now, so they need to get five more to break your uh, break your spiel there. Um, well, we'll <laughs> be seeing. And then the last team um, right now, who's in seventh place, tied with. Here, let me just break this down for you. So the seventh seed in the NFC is three and three, and that's the Los Angeles Rams, the Super Bowl champions from last year. They are also tied with the 49ers with three wins, the Packers with three wins, the Falcons with three wins, the Commanders with three wins, the Cardinals with three wins, and the Bears with three wins. That's almost the entire fucking NFC. That's almost the entire NFC for this all competing for that one last wild card spot. Bears. Crazy. Bears are in the hunt. Bears. 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 Um, going back to the actual team that's in seventh place, so the Rams, uh, the last team for the new segment of Pretender versus Contender. Um, what are your thoughts on the Rams? So, so actually, I will I will add to this because oh. they're in the same division, but the Rams and Forty ers both of them. Contenders, okay, I like but that. Not, but not Super Bowl contenders. Okay. I, I feel like overall, right now, the I, I feel like the Forty ers would be would beat the Rams. Actually, let me take that back. The Forty Nineer, I could see the Forty Forty ers taking over the number one spot in that division. But in the playoffs, I feel like the Rams would beat the 49ers. So both contenders, but not Super Bowl contenders. Okay, interesting. Um, 49ers during regular season, but I got the Rams uh, if they faced off in the play in the playoffs. Gotcha. That's interesting. Um, I. If we were to solely focus on the Rams, I would say pretender. I don't see the Rams going back to back with a Super Bowl. I don't think they're the same team as they were last year. There's too many missing pieces, and Stafford hasn't looked the same, and all this other stuff. Um, I would actually pick the 49ers uh, to go ahead of them. I think they're a more complete team. Um, hopefully, Trent Williams will be 100% healthy soon here and back. 
Um, obviously, Trey Lance is lost for the season, but Jimmy G is a very, very, very capable backup, and he's already brought them to a Super Bowl once. He can definitely do it again. Uh, the addition of Christian McCaffrey only helps Coach Mc- um, Shanahan. Co- Coach Shanahan, Jesus, um, only helps him out further down the road. Um, so I'm much higher on the 49ers than in the Rams. I know they're tied, and technically the Rams, I guess, own the tiebreaker strictly because they've actually played one less game. So nonetheless, um, I think the Rams are pretenders because Stafford is not the same quarterback who he was last year. So that is it um, for this segment. And then we will get into and finish up with the week eight already. I say that every week, which is insane. I know. I feel like it's just flying by. It really, it really does feel like the season's just flying by. It's just, I mean, we're doing this every week, and I, I say the same shit every week. But I'm like, the season is 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 not slowing down anytime soon. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you before we do the pick them. Um, you had mentioned a possible fantasy trade earlier that you were going to make. Would you like to talk about it? Um. Yeah, I think it, it would be a good point. At least break it down before we do our our pick them here because I need to get myself uh, my paper yeah. ready for it. So if you want to break down the trade that you are thinking about offering, go ahead. So our um, so the trade would be to our good friend Zachary Johnson. Don't don't tell him because I haven't uh, proposed it to him yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait um, till not this week but next week because it would work out if the trade did go through it would work out um, better in both of our favors um, as well as this week too because of buys but I was going so I am quarterback heavy I got I got (laughs) I so I was willing to give I'm willing to give up now on my side it's a haul I'm I'm willing to give up uh, Matthew Stafford, Leonard Fournette, and I was debating either Mike Evans or Keenan Allen for Austin Eckler and AJ Brown. Interesting. <laughs> and, um, if both, and like if both of those trades go through. My lineup will be like filled. It would. It's well. Technically, it's already stacked. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. <laughs> um, would be stacked, and Zach's team would be completely stacked. And Zach does not have a quarterback. He has. That's why I'm giving up three, and he's giving up two. Um. Zach has Tom Brady. And um, Jacoby um, Brissett as his quarterback too, so I would be giving him a solid, solid QB two. Replace Austin Eckler and Leonard Fournette, and then AJ Brown and Keenan Allen or Mike Evans. I'm not, I'm not giving, I'm not giving up D Hop. Yeah. Um, that was that was the main that was like the main main one, but if he didn't like that one, I have a couple other uh, like alternatives. Right, and you can kind of mix, hall, but... yeah, and you can kind of mix and match, and which which is nice about fantasy. 
Um, I would agree. Um, definitely would need a quarterback on his team for sure. Um, if he were to make the right decision, I would definitely ask for uh, Mike Evans instead of Keenan Allen. Um, but again, not my team. Um, Here, here's here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Since this just happened, Zach has Mike Williams on his team, and I have Keenan Allen. And Mike Williams is currently out, and Keenan Allen is returning. So then you got to think about, hmm, I could replace Mike Williams for Keenan Allen on the Chargers, or. Do I really do I want Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on my team when Williams comes back? I mean, both are going to get you points. <laughs> both right, are going to get right. you solid points, but it's it's just the fact that you know who who do you, who do you want? Yeah, and at that point, I would even if I were to go through with that trade, uh, if it were my team, hypothetically, if this was my team, I, I would. I wouldn't want both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen on the same team, as well as uh, kind of the same situation that you're in with Fournette and Evans on the same team. I don't like to have two of the same fantasy weapons on the same team. Now, I do say that as I am stacked in my other league with not one, not two, but three Vikings players on my team. I have uh, Dalvin Cook, I have Adam Thielen, and I have Kirk Cousins. It's just kind of how it worked out. Um, I am... Four and three in that league um, this past week hurt me because I had a bye week, so I had to kind of scramble around for some guys. Um, but I, nonetheless, before that, I was four and two with those three guys. Um, Kirk's been balling out the season. Obviously, the Vikings are five and one, so maybe that theory is wrong. Maybe that theory is wrong. And if you have two good guys who are fantasy value worth it, like Leonard yeah, Fournette I, and Mike Evans, then you're able to kind of do and kind of yeah. do what you want. Like I, I I don't like the dub the double same receiver, but I don't I don't mind the running back and wide receiver on the same team. Yeah, especially if they're getting um like even carries and split and split targets yeah, out like, like that. I like I like Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. I like Fournette and Evans. You know, you mm-hmm. kind of like those duos that can both get you touchdowns that same week, but also. Both can do damage on scrimmage yards. So yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, that's uh, that's the one big, big, uh, big trade I would that I was going to send over. Yeah, I definitely think it would work better in your favor, and I definitely think you would win that trade. Um, I just, if I were to be on the other end of the receiving incident, there, I just wouldn't want to have two receivers on the same team. And but I would want an increase in quarterback, so maybe yeah, and not Keenan Allen, but maybe I'd be I don't know who your other receivers are, but nonetheless I'd be willing to give right. up and his you know, my team's pretty stacked and Zach's team is pretty stacked. So I mean if you take out, you know, Eckler, he would still have Joe Mixon and Leonard Fournette. Hmm. For, you know, receiving core for Zach, he would have, let's just say I gave away Mike Evans, he would have Mike Evans, Mike Will, Mike Williams, um, Marquise Brown, and um, Ayuk he has as well. Mm. And he also has another, I think, oh, he also has a My, Miles Sanders 
for a running back as well. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, say the, the trade did go through, he wouldn't be lacking in a department. Right. Yeah, and he would definitely get an increase in his quarterback room as and, well. You know, pl- and, you know, plus some, um, you know, a big part of that is is to help his team um, in the quarterback department because, I mean, yeah, Stafford isn't playing like how he did last year, but, I mean, he's still throwing over 200 yards, one-plus touchdown. Like, you can't you can't be mad about that, you know, mm-hmm. so. Absolutely. <clears throat> but, yeah. um, okay. Let's get into our favorite segment, the Pick'em for Week 8. Let's um, get on And we will start with not the Cardinals game. We will start with the 8.30 game, uh, which is the Broncos and the Jags. And just before we, before we make our pick, I will uh, grab Derek's picks this week um, just so we have those as well. I'll have him shoot me over a text message with them. Um, and then we will kind of recap those um, uh, uh, next week when we talk. But if anybody wants, um, I can post a picture, screenshot, or whatever the hell you guys want of the picks. Um, if you're listening to this, if you want to see a visual copy of the picks, um, I can definitely do that and post it on our Twitter. I'm not opposed to doing that as well. I just thought about that. Um, okay. Back to the pick. Broncos, uh, sorry, not at the Jags. Broncos, Jags at London, 8.30 on Sunday morning. Jags are minus two and a half. What do you got? I am going to go with the Jags. Okay. I've been uh, riding Broncos country for, I think, uh, three weeks so far. And it's from uh, one and two, so I gotta I gotta switch some scenes up a little, a little bit. So I'm gonna go with the Jags. Uh, I uh, no, it's just I remember last week when you said Broncos country, let's ride. That was funny. I was, I just, I was, I was, like, I was waiting for country, it. Let's ride. I was waiting for it this week. So glad to see you switch trains. Um, I'm also on the Jags as well. Um, <laughs> It is officially Travis ETN season, so I'm hoping maybe he gets a uh, – he scored last week for his first touchdown, so I'm hoping he scores again this week. Um, it was cool to see that as well, but I'm on the Jags. Um, just not touching the Broncos dumpster fire of an organization that is right now. Um, okay, now next game. Uh, I think this is the Cardinals' first noon game this season, so uh, definitely intriguing that, but – because um, it's at the top of my list here. Cardinals at Vikings um, at noon this week. The line is three and a half in favor of Minnesota. Um, who do you got here, Nate? Um, I am not going to ride the Cardinals this week. Uh, I took the Cardinals the past two weeks in a row. Um, I'm, I'm going with the Vikings. Okay. I hope they. I I hope the Cardinals win, but I I don't I don't see it. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with my team. I'm gonna go with my team here. I think the mojo might be a little bit back. Uh, definitely the highest scoring, um, t- as far as a team that they've put out, um, this season for the Cardinals last week against the Saints. I think that might have been a get right game. Uh, D hops back. Vikings don't have a great secondary. Um, I-, I think this is a great game for the Cardinals to break out again, especially in offense and really, 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 really get the passing game fluent and going 
Um, you saw a little bit of it with D Hop back. Um, fantasy owners who had had D Hop stashed, like Nate. Um, congratulations, you have a top five receiver on your team now. Um, sucks that Hollywood Browns out. I would love to see those two play together. I'm excited for the end of the season as a Cardinals fan. Um, Cardinals did beat the Vikings last year on a missed kick at the end of the game by the Vikings. Um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals here. But I, if the Vikings were to dominate, I wouldn't be opposed because it's good for fantasy. So let's just see a good game. That's what I'm hoping for. But go Cardinals. Um, next game, Panthers at Falcons. Line is minus four and a half for the Falcons. Who do you got here? Go on the, I'm going Falcons. Yeah. I'm uh, right there with you. Yeah, I, I think they just have a better rhythm right now with the team. They're definitely not a great team, but they're definitely a team that you shouldn't sleep on. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they're they're going to end up below five hundred, but they're they're going to put they're going to have some fight to it. So, but I'm yeah, I'm going to go with the Falcons. Okay, I really like the under in this game. If I were to bet it, it's at forty two right now. I just that's a little bit high for these teams. Uh, Panthers coming off of an emotional win um, against Tampa last week. Um, I could see it being a three point game for sure, but uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons as well. Um, next game is your Bears at the Cowboys. Um, if Call of Duty wasn't being released this weekend, I would absolutely go to this game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because I am in Texas, but uh, Dallas is a 10 point favorite at home um, against the Bears. I'm I'm going to Cowboys. Oh, my Bears win, but for the for the pickums, I'm going, I'm going Cowboys. Oh. Are you? Wow. Yeah, you know, if I if I was up on the leaderboard, you know, I'd go Bears by a hundred, but you know, so we got we got a tie going, so I, I gotta go with I gotta go, gotta go with the Pickums. Wow. Okay, Derek's gonna be disappointed in you. I'm going Cowboys too. Um, better he, team. He picked the. I'm pretty sure he picked the Patriots. No, he picked the Bears. I picked the Patriots. Dumbass. Well, <laughs> should have won. Um. Next game, Dolphins at Lions. Line is minus three and a half for the Dolphins. Uh, who do you got in this one? I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Yep. I'll ride you there. Uh, I think just a symbol for both of us here, and the Lions yeah. are the same old Lions. Um, so I'm definitely going to go with you there. Next one, Raiders at Saints. Um, the line is minus two for the Raiders on the road. Uh, who do you got here? I'm going with the Raiders. Okay. I I think the Raiders are clicking. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I thought about going with the Saints. I did think about going with the Saints for a second. I did. Um, but I, I, then I think about the quarterback situation again, and I'm just not comfortable with taking the Saints. Um, so I'm going to go with the Raiders. Yeah. Um, next game, Patriots at Jets. Patriots are favorited by two points. Uh, who do you got here? I'm going New York. Okay. Welcome to the team wagon. <laughs> Give me the sauce, dude. Give me the sauce. Let's go. I'm on the Jets as well. You got to ride the hot hand until it falls off, right? I mean, this is ridiculous. It's kind of like the Falcons. Like They covered 6-0 and uh, against the spread the first six weeks of the season. So it's like you might as well kind of ride these New York teams until the wagons fall off here and they lose a game. But um, I'm going with the Jets too, home underdogs. I like them at home. Um, 
quarterback controversy. We talked about that. Zappy versus Mac, who's going to start. Uh, couldn't mess with the team mojo a little bit. Um, they just got fucked by the Bears on Monday Night Football. So I'm definitely with the Jets this week. Um, next game, I think this is a simple one for us both. Steelers at Eagles. Eagles minus 11 at home. Um, yeah. Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, just, yeah, Super Bowl. They're undefeated. That's the end of the story. Um, next game for the afternoon slate. Uh, Titans at Texans. Line is minus two in favor of the Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans again. They, uh, they didn't fail me last week, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ride them. Yeah, I just... Well, Texans aren't really a team to showboat as well as the Titans, but I, I think they're going to come out on top. Okay. I just I can't get behind this. These next couple games here are just they they are brutal. Um, I'm gonna go with the Titans as well. Uh, Derrick Henry, that's my answer. Um, if you want to watch two good running backs go at it, I would say Derrick Henry versus Damian Pierce is a great matchup. If you want to watch two below average quarterbacks go at it, uh, Davis Mills versus Ryan Tannehill, then you know have fun. If you're a fan of both of those teams, I apologize. Um. Okay, next game. This is a fucking stink fest too. Commanders at Colts. Worst game on the slate all weekend. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I saw this game. I didn't even know who to pick. I'm just gonna go. I'm going with the Commanders. Okay. I. Uh, yeah, I love another guy. I love um, Taylor Heinke. I think he's an absolute just warrior on the football field. Like he, yeah, he's definitely he got fights. Fight, he yes, that's exactly what it is. He fights and he has fire underneath his ass all the time. Um, so I'm going to go with the Commanders on the road. I'm not, I'm not trusting Sam Ellinger in a first. Sam Ellinger, sorry, in a start. Um, this would be a perfect game to to experience that since it's against the Commanders. But <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, next game. You kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, so I think I know where you're leaning here. But 49ers at Rams. 49ers are said it per- you said it perfectly. I'm riding with the 49ers. Okay. I or I, I feel like we're definitely going to see um a lot lot a lot more of uh, uh Christian McCaffrey. Yep. I'm right there with you. Um I'm I, I You know what? I kind of think about that a little bit now. Hang on. I I like what you said there. I was going to go 49ers. I, I'm kind of dicing my thoughts around here. Off of a bye week, I'm going Rams. Actually, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go Rams here. Okay, I like it. Um, I, I just I think I like them a little bit better off the bye week. Um, and as far as health wise, um, they just got a they just got one of their slot corners back, Troy Hill. Um, he's going to be playing this week. Van Jefferson just got designated off of IR. He's going to be back this week. Um, so those are two huge additions for both the offense and the defense. So I'm excited to see that. Um, I, I like what you I, this is a, an under game for me as well, um, but could go over um, if I were to pick a side or pick a total here, I guess. But I and definitely I, I can always take an alternate over. If I, if I can't decide, I just do an alternate over. <laughs> I'm like, all right, screw it. <laughs> I, um, I'm going to go with the Rams at home. Uh, last game of the three o'clock slate is Giants at Seahawks, Seahawks, 
three-point favorites at home. Uh, who do you got here? Goddamn right, I'm going with the Hawks. Okay, I uh, I'm against you this week. I'm gonna go, or I guess in this one, I'm gonna go with the Giants. Ryan the wagon until I fall off. I love Dable. Wish he was a Cardinals coach. Um, but yeah, I guess I, for me, it's just riding the team until until they fall apart. Here, they're three and zero on the road, um, and I, they're just playing solid team football and finding ways to win. And <coughs> if you can find those ways to win, then. You know, you might as well just keep going. So, um, and you're riding the Geno train. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then a um, couple games left here. So getting into our Sunday night game, uh, I think me and you are both on the same side on this one as well. First time that Aaron Rodgers has ever been a double-digit underdog in his career, which is crazy. Uh, Bills are minus 11 and a half. Against the visiting Packers, um, are you on the Bills? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am too. <coughs> that one is just pretty self-explanatory, kind of like the Eagles situation. Um, the Monday night game is Bengals at Browns. Bengals minus three and a half. Uh, who do you got in this one? Yeah, I like the Bengals. Okay. I also like the Bengals because their offense seems to be clicking, and the Browns defense seems to be. Uh, not very good this year. As a lot of people thought it was going to be good, and um, yeah, so I'm definitely going to go uh, with the Bengals as well. Um, I don't think we I don't think we mentioned it, but the two teams that are on buys this week. Oh, we did mention the Chargers are on a buy this week. Um, the other team that's on a buy this week is the Chiefs. Um, so if you have any Chiefs players like Mr. Mahomes or Kelsey, um, sit down this week for fantasy purposes. And um, as well for fantasy, I want to. Uh, point out two things. Um, mm-hmm. For one, for the since we're talking about the Chiefs, if Hart, uh, if Hardman is available, would not be a bad pickup. If you look at his last four games, it I mean it, it surprised me. They're ten. He's gotten ten plus fantasy points and three and uh, three over fifteen in his last five. Uh, last game he had 28 the week before that he had 18 not a bad pickup so if he's available i i think that would be a, a viable option um f- flex bench whatever um might be just one of those cases where you know you kind of pick him up because someone else gets him you're gonna get pissed off um so that's what i'm thinking about in in one of my leagues so that wouldn't be a bad option is to pick him up um, and then another thing that I wanted to add, talking about the uh, Bengals and Browns game, <clears throat> uh, there has been Kareem Hunt trade talks. So that was interesting. Did you see any tweets about that, about him being in trade talks, potentially being open? Um, yes and no. I know he had requested a trade at the beginning of the season. Um so it's definitely interesting. There's that, that that is a good point because the trade deadline is Tuesday and they play Monday. So um, who knows? I mean, you could see him moved. I feel like there's a lot more wide receivers that are on the market right now. I was kind of looking through. Like DJ um, Moore has been a very hot topic. Yeah, I actually don't think he's going to be going anywhere. I really don't. Um, I think they're yeah. looking to get a low draft pick and grab either um, – CJ Stroud or, or Bryce Young in the draft and then kind of just make them the uh the, the franchise quarterback 
over there in Carolina and then just have DJ Moore as the guy. Um, I know they had already talked about not wanting to move Brian Burns. Um, nonetheless, back to your question, I would say, um, I mean, maybe anything's a maybe, I guess I didn't really expect James Robinson to be moved and he was kind of moved to the Jets as a um, behind the scenes kind of behind behind the scenes kind of trade uh, what it seemed like, but um, definitely a great pickup for the Jets. So who knows? I, I really have no idea. Cause like, I I have him. I have Cream Hunt in one of my leagues. He's been on my bench all year. I had to start him in one in one week, due either due to a buy or an injury, and I I I dropped him. I <clears throat> I, I attempted to drop him. He's on the it's processing right now, so I got to see if it goes through uh, tomorrow morning. But I drop I I dropped him. It felt weird. I didn't want to, but it's like. Every week, it's under it's under ten points. Mm-hmm. There's been a few that's been under five. Like if there's, you don't want to drop him because because of his name, and he has a potential to you know go twenty touches for another hundred yards on another team. But with him and Chubb, it's I mean it's a deadly duo. But for fantasy purposes, Cream Hunt's awful. Yeah, no, I'm definitely uh, definitely with you there. I have him in another league as well. I had the force play him this week due to uh, uh, bye weeks and injuries. Um, luckily, he did get in the end zone, which um, I guess didn't really save me the week. I kind of blew out my opponent, uh, which was Joey, actually, who was on the podcast. So I, I blew him out this week by 35-plus. Um, so that was, that was nice to uh, – definitely nice to see that, but um, – yeah, nonetheless, it, he's definitely up for trade talks. Um, but a lot of other guys have been up for trade talks as well, like Jerry Judy. Um, so we'll, we'll it'll be interesting to see. We'll definitely cover it next week um, when that deadline hits. But uh, real quick, let's talk about the last game on the uh, on the slate for Thursday. Um, Ravens at Bucks. Ravens are minus one and a half favorites. Um, what do you got? What do you got in that one? Uh, I'm going. I'm going with the Bucks. Oh, are you? Okay. I, I am. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm i not – yeah, I'm not turning my back on them just because – simply because, you know, I have Fournette and Evans currently. But um, I, I, I said it last week, and I'll say it again, so hopefully I'm right this week that they'll uh, the Bucks will turn it around. Um, I I feel like this will be a pretty good game. Um, mm-hmm. I, do you, uh, what's, what's the over on this one? It's uh, 45 even right now. Um I would actually play the under on this one um, just because I ha- – and, you know, this is – the primetime unders have been huge this season as far as – Yeah, the unders have been such hit, a hot – Hitting, it's, yeah. It's, it's like an 80% hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they've been hitting like crazy in primetime. Like the two games this week that I thought were going to soar under was the Cardinals game and the Bears game. And both of those games actually went over. Cardinals almost went over by themselves and – I mean, the Bears still put up a huge, solid number. Um, but so both those games went uh, – they definitely went over, uh, over in those games. But, you know, you have the Steelers and the Dolphins game, and um, that game happened to go under. So yeah. we'll see. But, um, no, to, so you're on the Bucks. I'm on the Ravens. Um, I, I hope they can hold the lead. Um, so, so we'll see, 
uh, we'll see how that goes when the, when the time comes. But um, I'm on the Ravens as well. And then, like I said earlier, before we did the pick'em, uh, I will get Derek's picks right after this. Um, that way, we have those. And if somebody wants me to post them, I will definitely take a screenshot of the paper I have written down and post them. Um, but yeah, do you have any more? words for Thursday's game with the Bucks, or are you uh, or anything else I guess you want to talk about before we end it here no see y'all next week <laughs> yeah no I'm uh, yeah right there with you um, should be another exciting pretty much full week of football a couple more games on this week only two teams on bye week and uh, two solid teams but nonetheless there's some definitely some good matchups this week um, so I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to watch the Cardinals play the Vikings. I think uh, hopefully that'll be a high scoring game. Um, one of the highest overs of the week, actually. It's like the second highest. Look at it real quick. Yeah, second highest. Uh, guess what game's the highest overall the week? Or higher, highest uh, over under? I think you kind of gave it away, the Eagles game. No, it's not. Really? Yeah, that one's low, 43. Wow. It's um. You want me to say it? You got one more guess for me. Give me one more guess. I'm gonna go with the Vikings. Vikings. That, that's the yeah. second. Actually, I lied. Third highest right now. Forty nine. Oh. Is Cardinals Vikings Raiders Saints is forty nine and a half, and then there's one in the fifty at fifty one and a half. It's gonna shock you, Dolphins Lions. Really, I was I was thinking maybe. I was like, hmm. I was thinking maybe underdog like Bengals, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was that that type of flow. Yeah, you know, Dolphins Lions is set at the highest. I'm I'm surprised. Maybe they're expecting the shootout, but um, yeah, no. That if you got nothing else, um, that's it for the pickums this week. And uh, yeah, we will recap the week eight of the NFL next week. We will recap the trade deadline next week. So hopefully, there's some trades there. Um, hopefully we can have Derek on. If Derek's not on next week, I'm going to try to get another guest on um, for us as well. It's just kind of nice having that third person who's able to delegate a little bit. Um, but yeah, that'll be it. I appreciate everybody. Um, if you go ahead and like, share, retweet, um, comment on the socials, any questions that you have um, per normal, do what you got to do. And yeah, we will be back next week. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great uh, night or day whenever you're listening to this but we'll see you next week appreciate you dog we'll see be you. seeing see you pal